And we are live for a new episode of the Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host, and I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. How are you doing this week, Seth? I'm great. All right, let's jump in because we have a lot to talk about this week. And we're going we're gonna to start with um, the very important call to impeach Biden in a high risk because of the big messed up <laughs> that they did yesterday over the uh, EV announcement. Impeach. Like, yeah, I'm kidding. But like, I, I, I was shocked when this... this uh, like uh, it was trending on Twitter that uh, let's impeach Biden and the high risk. I clicked on it a little bit just to check it out. And it wasn't just the whole EV announcement and the Tesla fans, but it was a lot of Tesla fans calling for it. So let's uh, let's deconstruct this whole situation for everyone right now, because I think it's been uh, blown out of proportion a little bit and uh, not just a little bit, a lot, actually. So what, what happened really is uh, yesterday there was an announcement from, it was a coordinated announcement between the Biden administration and the big three uh, in uh, the, the big truth maker, uh, namely Ford, GM and Stellantis, or at least uh, Stellantis uh, U.S. brands. And the other automakers to like kind of jumped in, even though they weren't present at announcement like uh, like uh, Nissan did uh, a little announcement, too. But uh the automakers did the announcement first, where they, they committed to a forty to fifty percent electric vehicle of forty to fifty percent of new sales by twenty thirty in the U.S. would be electric vehicles only. Uh, though they did specify that that includes battery electric vehicle, plug-in hybrids, and uh, fuel cells vehicles. All right, nothing too crazy about this announcement. Like we we've seen those automakers made a ton of those announcements in the last few uh, months and last year. Uh, they kind of feel opportunistic at this point. They kind of like it's it, it, it goes with the regulation that comes in those markets and everything. So it's not nothing too crazy, but it's still nice. It's still better than nothing that they at least acknowledge that the future is electric, even though we don't agree on the timeline at all. But then this came and then Biden, uh, the White House, the Biden administration made their own announcement that uh, Biden was signing a new executive order to make that goal again it's just a goal official of 50 like that was a weird part too of 50 percent of new cars to be electric and they have the same definition of electric battery electric plug-ins and fuel cells by 2030 but it was 50 percent versus the 40 to 50 percent for the for the automakers so i don't know, like you don't agree exactly on the on the percentage here uh, but the, uh, the, the the very important thing to note here is that they were mostly focused on the cafe standard the, the that uh Cap standard that uh, the, uh, the the were introduced in the Obama era, and then when Trump came into power, he uh, he took them down or he loosened them a lot at the request of some of those automakers, including GM. Right. And uh, <laughs> and now, basically, when Biden took into power, the first I think that was the first day that one of his first executive orders to to try to uh, to initiate the rollback of the Trump era changes to the to the uh, to the emission standards. So basically, this this announcement was the the automakers agreeing back to what they agreed in the first place <laughs> years prior, like uh, I don't know, it was like eight years prior or something like that. So so that was the core of the announcement here. There was no new policy announced. There was none of that. It was we set back that goal for emissions. That's what it is. Right. It would have been nice if there was like an EV rebate announced or something like that yeah that that was that was stated during the speech that was stated in the press release that come with it that they still in the plan that they want he wants to do the point of sales thing 
And uh, so that is still in the work. It's just, it, it's, it's not quite there yet. We, we have the, um, there's so many of them. I keep forgetting the name, but the clean energy for America bill, that's the, that's still the actual legislation that you're trying to push to achieve the, to, to uh, reform that uh, federal incentive that includes that point of sale rebate. Uh, but all right. So then what happened is like, some people started asking, like, why was Tesla not included in that announcement? Then Elon tweeted that, uh, yeah, it's weird that Tesla wasn't there because based on a, a clean technical article that was complaining about it. And then, boom, the Tesla fan community went nuts. And they were like, this is horrible. And they really turned quickly on Biden because of it. Like, they felt like there was a, a slide on, on, on Tesla and it was disrespectful to Tesla and everything. And look, my personal opinion, yes, it would have been better for uh, Tesla to have some kind of acknowledgement in, in, in that speech and in those press release as being the leader in electrification. And they literally sell the majority of electric vehicles in the U.S. So it would have been cool. However, it's let's all relax a little bit, because first of all, like I said, it was about the emission standards that doesn't really affect Tesla. Tesla is already 100 percent. So. The Biden administration needed the commitment from the automakers that don't sell 100% electric vehicles, that barely sells any electric vehicles, to be honest, compared to the rest of the vehicles they sell. And they, they achieved that. So that was what they were celebrating there. So having Tesla there at the same time and be like, hey, by the way, you have these guys that that, that are, are crushing you in EV cells. Like, it, it, yeah. It's not really the right message to sell, uh, to to send out there. Yeah, uh, it, might be get, it might be hard to get GM and Ford to you know, the announcement, if they're just going to be made to look like idiots by Tesla, yeah. who's there and like, yeah, why is this hard? Like, you know, we've been doing this for yeah. 10 years. You know, what's this is not a hard thing to do. So I, I think there's like multiple reasons why. And, you know, continue. I, I, I yeah. think we're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that would look bad on GM if they complain about that. I would sure it would leak. That would, that would be interesting. But yeah, what, 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 uh, and I think you were the first one to bring this, uh, to the table when we're discussing in, in the, in the newsroom at Electrack, uh, the, um, that the union might be at play here because, of course, those big three are all, uh, the, the workforce all come from the UAW, the United Workers Union. And, um, and Tesla is famously, against union the uh, the or uh, the, the they've been fighting UAW uh, union if unionism unionization efforts at Fremont for years and sure enough uh, someone i think on CNN asked the press secretary about it the white house press secretary and uh, they confirmed that uh, uh, they, they they all they, everything but confirm what did they say exactly um well it, it, there was a CNBC thing i think you're referring to is uh no that's another one that, that was oh, the day that was the other one yeah okay. then after after it was even clearer than that this they, they directly ask uh did this did this guys on cnn and uh jen ski i don't know how you pronounce the name saki the the press the press oh right the press secretary yeah yeah so well these are the three largest they specifically ask again the cnn specifically ask uh if the unions had anything to do with tesla not being in the event and then they said well these are the three largest employers of the United Auto Workers, so I'll let you draw your own conclusion. So if you tell me that, my own conclusion is that, yeah, they had a hand in, in it. And this is not surprising, of course. Like, 
it's not it's not right necessarily, but it's not surprising. The we're talking about politicians here. Biden is a career politician. He's Democrats. The Democrats rely heavily on the unions to get votes, and that's their job. That's what they do. They get votes. So you you cannot focus on what they're saying here and or not saying in this case, not acknowledging Tesla. You have to focus on what they're doing. And there was nothing done really that yesterday at that event. This nothing clear happened. What is happening with Biden and his administration is the infrastructure bill, which includes five billion dollars for infrastructure, which is a plus for Tesla and for every for Tesla's mission to accelerate the advent of electric transport. So look at what they're doing, not what he's saying. What he's doing on that is great. It looks like it's about to pass now in the next few days, uh, the, the the infrastructure bill, and that's going to be in it. That's great. The other thing, the bigger thing, is obviously what I was just talking about in the Clean Energy for America bill, which includes the reform of the federal EV incentive, which, again, it looks like the union flexed on this, and they are getting more money than Tesla, a $12,500 for all uh, electric cars made in the U.S. by union workers versus $10,000, which is still an increase for electric cars made by the U.S. without union work- workers, which would include Tesla vehicles. And then and down to, is it down to $7,500 for, you know, like Maquis in Mexico? or That wasn't made clear, but it does sound that they are keeping the $7,500 for, uh, for AV other electric vehicles, which I, I still like. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I know it's it's not pro American manufacturing, but like more electric vehicles on the road is is better. And of course, like the, the difference in pricing w- can can push you to to buy American. So that 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 would be great. But um, yeah, and <laughs> this is what is happening. This is what is being done, and this is great for electrification. Should they not differentiate between union and union workers? Sure, we can we 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 can discuss that. But do we want to die on that hill? Like, what? what's more important? Like, money and politics right now, it's a great problem. Yeah, and the influence of unions and politics and money and politics. Yeah, it, it, it's an issue that obviously you would want just the people to be, uh, to have the influence, not, not organization. But let's choose our battles if we want to win the war. And the war here is on climate change. It's on emissions. And the Clean uh, Energy for America bill would solve that like let's be honest with ten thousand dollar incentive for tesla vehicles in the u.s tesla would sell everything they can make not only that the 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 whole structure of the bill advantage the automakers that have the most production capacity in the u.s right now and this is tesla by a long mile yeah you have uh, gm building more capacity now ford is building the the rouge uh, plant again with the giant ev factory you have volkswagen in chattanooga that's great but that's still being constructed tesla already has a factory checking out five hundred thousand cars a year in fremont and they have this giant new facility in texas that's going to probably make a million vehicles a year when it's when it's all ramped up Tesla is going to come the winner out of this if they just keep doing what they're doing now. There's no doubt about it. So I, I just, I just don't understand this. Because uh, like, I mean, you guys need to go check it out on Twitter. Like I just took the peak yesterday, and I couldn't believe even like Galileo here, which I, I think is one of the most uh, reasonable Tesla super fan in my opinion. Like I generally like his opinion, but completely turned on Biden for for this for just not mentioning Tesla at the event, where again. Please, people, focus on what they're doing, not what they're saying. That that should be your rule from any kind of politicians. 
Like what they're saying is just to get vote. Focus on what they're doing. Now, what they're doing might be good or, or bad. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it changes per um, per cases. But in this case, it's not 100% correct. Like I said, it's, it's not completely fair. But it's mostly good for electric vehicle adoption, for Tesla's mission. And that's where I, th- I find a little... That's where it irks me with this. I find a dissociation right now with the Tesla fan out there reacting to this and Tesla's mission. I feel like it's more about Tesla and its brand and its and, and, and the, the company, the stock maybe or something like that, than the actual mission. That's what I think was driving the company for so long and driving the Tesla fan community for so long. Everything that happened this week is still good for the mission. Let's let's remember that. I feel. And you know, obviously, Elon is the kind of the big uh, mover of of opinions in this this realm. Um, you know, his stated thing is he wants to get everybody on i mean the whole mission of tesla is to to hurry it up along so this is a big win in that department um he's said many times that he wants everybody to go to electric this is everybody going electric so Mm. it's hard to complain i mean you know clearly on twitter he was uh perhaps insulted that tesla wasn't invited and i think here's the thing what he said only on twitter is it's a little weird so we, we don't know really how Elon felt about it, other than he thought it was a little weird. But with Twitter, the way it works, I feel like the Tesla super fan, they took that message and you're like, oh, shit. Okay, now Attack. Biden is the target for today. Right. Biden is the target. Elon thinks that Elon doesn't like that he wasn't invited or whatever. And now he's the target. The, Biden and the administration is the target for the day, I mean. Yeah, that's not a good look. I, I think... Yeah. Uh, you know, when if you're not a Tesla super fan and just a regular Tesla fan, and it's just kind of like makes your stomach turn a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, look at, the, at this response I got when I tweeted that we should all chill out about this whole thing. Like, I'm angry AF, I think, because of the blatant disrespect to Elon Musk and his 18 years of work. That this this was reflected by a lot of Tesla fan. I, is it blatant disrespect? Like the the whole event was about convincing the U.S. automakers to switch some of their production capacity to electric vehicle as per the original standard from a few years ago before they get changed by Trump. Like This is all what it is. Like, and, it, and also about convincing the American people, like, hey, the future is electric. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good thing for Tesla as well. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this before the show, but kind of the flip side of that is that if you're a super Trump fan and you see uh you know biden diss tesla you're like well then the enemy of my enemy is my friend and uh you're like okay now now i'm gonna buy a tesla because biden doesn't like teslas so now all the uh, republicans will buy tesla and that's a good thing for tesla so i don't know why they're complaining yeah i would be uh i would be pleasantly surprised if that happens but i feel like that's a bit of a stretch but you you, you never know You, you never know well, yeah, I mean, I was shocked that by the end of the day, like uh, impeach Biden and, and Iris w- w- was in there and some of the Tesla fans were using that. I mean, it was trending that that, that that thing was trending on Twitter and a lot of the Tesla fans were using it. I felt like I felt like that they were misplacing their anger after I felt like you, you have to choose your battle. And this is not one that you, you should choose because what's the alternative really like? For the last few years, there were no investment in electric vehicles uh, at the federal level in the U.S., and uh, no new investment, I should say. 
And now there is. There's 7.5 billion that's almost locked in. And if that clean energy for America bill passes, it's uh, it's going to be ma- much more money too. And even though it's not a perfect distribution of money, if you if you don't like the unions, if you're Tesla fans and everything, uh, okay. But it, it it's still a lot better than than what it is right now. And it's in my opinion also it's even enough to completely uh transition the US to to electric vehicles. I even think it's too much money to be honest. The 10,000 and the 12,500, I think those are too much money. I think you could especially if you make it a point of sales like Biden is talking about, I think that's more important than uh than the actual amount. I think you could reduce it to 5,000, like literally cut it in half, make it a point of sales uh discount and uh it would have a bigger impact than the 7,500 as a as a tax credit. Um by a lot, even I think. Yeah, but I mean, think about what a Chevy Bolt's going to cost. I mean, that's you yeah. know, thirty thousand dollar car now, and it'll be seventeen thousand. Yeah. Then two more thousand in New York and California, so it's a fifteen thousand dollar car. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, a good car too. One yeah. is not catching on fire. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's the old ones that are catching on fire, not not this one. <laughs> and and only like a a, a small but. Not small enough percentage yeah, of them. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And small, but not small enough percentage of it. So, yeah. But, again, at the end of the day, this, this all happened over a fluff announcement. Like, it, yeah. nothing. it was just a goal. And that goal was actually, like, not even that impressive. Like, 40, well, actually, some automakers said 40%. Uh, Biden, the Biden administration said 50%. But when you include plug-in hybrids, uh, though I think anyway, plug-in hybrids are c- like kind of falling uh, aside to, to battery electrics anyway. So it's they're just covering their bases really by, by including plug-in hybrids in there. And hydrogen. <laughs> and hydrogen, yeah. yeah, hydrogen, yeah. Booming market of hydrogen right now in the passenger car market. Yeah, I liked your title. I think we workshopped that a little yeah. bit in the room. Yeah. But the who's who's buying the other stuff yeah who's buying the other in 10 years who's gonna buy a gas car in 10 years it's crazy and again like there's some like die hard that will definitely like there's nothing to convince them that that's fine but my point has always been that there's no one in their right mind that will buy a non-electric vehicle past 2025 it's just there's gonna be too many compelling electric vehicle on the market by then and financially, it's going to be a, a very a terrible decision to not buy them for the resale value, for the cost of operation, for all those reasons, for maintenance. It just won't make a, won't make sense. And this this might happen even sooner now that the, like I've seen the Ionic looking great. Uh, you have uh, the, the Volkswagen, and then if Tesla comes out with that twenty five thousand dollar little hatchback, like game over, right? And not that they've already been doing great, too, with the Mole uh, 3 and OI, anyway. Yeah. All right. This uh, this is an article that came out this morning uh, that I, I, I based on a letter that a lot of uh, Mole S, uh, Mole S uh, buyers have been sending me. And I, I, I've been getting a lot of... Um, I've been getting a lot of messages from Mole S buyers over the last months about uh, the disappointment around that Tesla is handling their orders. And uh, so uh, it started to add up so much that I decided to make an article on it, especially since um, Sam uh, Gabe, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Sam Gabe re- reached out and he, he started this little uh, letter that uh, yeah, the, some of the owners signed to uh, basically request better communication from Tesla. And the letter is has 
uh, nicely worded as it as it can be. You know, you have to be careful these days with how polarizing the Tesla community is. You have like to you have to start everything you say by I, I'm a giant Tesla fan and I'm a Tesla investor. I'm like before you do any criticism. Like I think that was a good example of it that they're covering the bases, but they do have a great point. They do have a great point on that because look, what's happening here is Nothing completely unusual from Tesla, to be honest, but uh, it, it seems to be a real problem with the Model S and especially the Model S long range. So for those of you who don't remember, I'm going to click quick summary. Tesla uh, stopped making the Model S in January uh, because they introduced a new version of it with the new powertrain, with the new interior, with a few new features and everything, uh, especially the Plaid um, Model S. And then Elon is like, it's coming next month. We're going to start deliveries in February. That doesn't happen. Nothing too surprising on that front. Tesla is known for the delays. There's a lot of delays. There's delays. There's delays. In June, June 10th, I want to say, June 10th, there's a launch event where they start the Plaid deliveries uh, and the long-range deliveries were to follow in the coming weeks, which which they did. Um, now, of course, between that time, January and, and, and June, people kept ordering the Model S. Tesla kept taking orders for the Model S and they were giving timelines, which again were wrong because of the delays for most part, most people didn't complain much. Tesla wasn't giving you actual delivery dates, wasn't giving you the VIN numbers on those cars. They were delays. But now in June, when delivery started, things started moving along. And a lot of those Model S buyers started getting actual delivery dates for them and even VIN numbers. And now what started happening is that the delivery dates started jumping left and right. Like um, every time they get a new one, it didn't make sense. They kept being pushed and they kept coming uh, sooner. And it looked like Tesla was all over the place with it. Uh, and then uh, the, the buyers would ask their Tesla advisors about it. And the Tesla advisor didn't have much information uh, about, the, about the situation, which is most often the case when the, the issues are more at the, at the factory or at the um, logistic level that's beyond the local delivery centers or service centers. Then the crazy part is when Tesla started um started giving vin numbers to those people when you get a vin number is your car is is quite far along into the production process and the vin number is an important step for a buyer because that's when you can uh, apply from fa- for financing for for your car uh, it's when you can, well not necessarily apply but you can like uh lock in the financing uh your insurance and uh and also <laughs> that that's more on on the buyer itself but that's when you 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 can plan for your selling your current car uh, sometimes you will send it with uh, to tesla so that's not that big of a deal uh but tesla is, is known for not giving the best price for the trade-in so, so of time often time people will use a third party um there's a big one in the u.s what is it that uh car uh uh corvana or something like that they, they, yeah. they create the, the trade-ins for you or something so they'll, <clears throat> they'll use one of those and since you have your vin number you have a delivery date uh, you, you, you're more confident in that delivery date, so you will maybe plan to sell that car on a specific day with that third party, and then you don't have a car at that, at that point unless you want to pull out of the sales, and then there may be some repercussion on that. So now Tesla took away those VIN numbers from some of the people after giving them, which which is is kind of strange. Like this, is, yeah. again, if they don't explain it to you, so that means that the car was in production, w- was getting close to the end of production, or even getting to the delivery center and something, and something happened. Um, we and again, we don't know exactly. Some some people are speculating that it's the fires. That some people, the, the not the fires, but the plaid fires that happened in Philadelphia. 
uh, last month. And uh, but uh, what uh, Sam here started, and there's 15 other mobile S buyers signed the letter. But again, I, I got also a bunch of reports from other people too. It's it's a very uh, well known issue at this point. They uh, they are asking Tesla to just improve their communication and let people know what's happening with their cars. Um, because and here's the weirdest part about it. Some people, some of these owners, like one of them reached out to me and said, uh, so he placed his order in February and uh, he got a bunch of delivery dates that get appearing, disappearing many times. He then uh, more recently, he got a VIN number and the VIN number was taken away. And then for the past two weeks, he had an estimate of August. Then this week it disappeared. Oh, well, well, you sent me that last week. So last week it disappeared. Um, so a lot of these people that are in, in, in this situation have had an order for placed early after the launch of the new car or, or some even before the new car uh, was, was released because some people placed that order before then Tesla stopped production and people were anticipating that Tesla was going to release the new version. So they placed an order early. And we know like there was a delivery old on the Model S at one point, but then it was lifted and people started delivering the, uh, Tesla started delivering the vehicle again. And people who place an order now are getting the car delivered sooner then a lot of those people that are, are in this situation right now as this owner who placed the order back in February. And now there's another theory going on, which is the one that I wish is, is I hope it's not true because I'm a big fan of Tesla and I wish that I would hope that Tesla wouldn't do that. But Tesla increased the price of the long range Model S by $10,000. And of course, it's not applying that $10,000 on the, the people that placed the order before those price increase. So for them, it's much more valuable to deliver a car from a new order on the Model S sooner, even though someone has been waiting for a while because they're going to make $10,000 more on that car. And that's like straight gross margin. Um, right. But like they have, they do have to sell the car to the, those people eventually. 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 Yeah. But you know how it works with this right. quarterly result. Like yeah. If you just push that order to a next quarter, you could, you could make a huge difference on your automotive gross margin with that $10,000 per car. It's a huge difference. I hope it's not that. I'm not saying it's that. I have no proof that it's that, but I'm saying I'm telling you it's happening though. Like there's uh, the, this is happening. Like new people are taking delivery sooner with the new order than some of those people have been stuck uh, even getting VIN numbers. And that would make sense too if uh, Tesla has a VIN number, give it to you, and then someone else takes delivery. They can just give the car to someone else. Like this, this it makes sense uh, from the facts that we know. I would hope that Tesla wouldn't do that. If Tesla had the PR department, I would reach out to them and ask them what's the situation here. And I would hope that they give me another explanation in this. But unfortunately, we we, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I would I was told that Elon is now the PR department, but I'm also blocked from talking to Elon, so I cannot ask him either. Oh yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You're, you've been blocked from Tesla's PR. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, when when Tesla dissolved the PR, I asked Elon Musk, "What do I do in my?" PR request now, and he was like, "I'm the PR department now." So it was like the the scene in the yeah, captain I'm the captain Phillips, now. Like I'm the captain now. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. This is this is a weird one here. Uh, I'd like to know your opinion about it, said because we didn't talk about it uh, with each other. So this this uh, this rumor coming out from China, a bunch of media in China, apparently like serious sources in China reported that uh, BYD's new blade battery cells. Uh, that they signed an agreement to supply them to Tesla uh, by the second quarter of next year. 
So this this would be an interesting development here because well, BYD would be a new cell supplier for Tesla. Like uh, Tesla's never had a relationship with BYD. Like the only time I remember Elon even mentioning BYDs was in the whole interview where I think it was Bloomberg asking him what does he think about. BYD and he just started laughing like he just started laughing and then he said have you seen their cars of course that was a long time ago and, and he's uh, talking about the cars not the batteries not the batteries and uh, BYD is a giant companies with a lot of operation and they, uh, they do have electric vehicles and they, they have gotten a lot better looking the last year since Elon made, made that comment but right. they're also big in buses and electric trucks and uh, and they make their own battery cells which uh, is something that Tesla hasn't achieved yet so uh, last year, they introduced this, what they call a bladed battery or a blade battery cell. And uh, you, you can see it here. It's uh, It, it uses uh, iron-based uh, LFP uh, chemistry. Nothing too crazy on that front. But uh, the innovation is on the cell format, uh, not unlike Tesla with the 4680 achieving a bigger cell format. But in this case, it's a very thin and very long, like a blade uh, cell format. And uh, the the uh, the claim that this uh, this form factor is uh, much safer than um, other uh, lithium ion battery cell. Of course, LFP is already safer in terms of a thermal uh, runway uh, event. It's it doesn't burn as bright and as crazy as a, a, um, a NCA or NCME, N- NMC uh, battery chemistry. But uh, the combination apparently of that very thin and long form factor and the LFP chemistry result in a, a very a very cell a very safe cell now the other advantage is uh, the uh, they developed the cell to be a cell to pack technology again not unlike the 4680 cell that Tesla developed to have a structural battery pack. They actually talk about the structural battery pack in this case here. Uh, so they, they lined up all the cells together and they have a top-to-bottom uh, cooling system, thermal management system, and then the, the cells themselves uh, participate into the structural integrity of the of the battery pack. So all technologies very, that Tesla, we know of Tesla has been working on too. And uh, now apparently they would supply those those battery cells to uh, to Tesla. Again, this is this is based on uh, the Financial Associate Press in China. is uh, based on unnamed sources, but uh, they did ask BYD and they didn't deny it. They just said no comment. So maybe that had some value to the rumor, but I would still classify it as a rumor right now. Um, the interesting thing about this is that it also came out at the same time that there was another rumor in China about the twenty-five thousand dollar Tesla vehicle. The rumor came from a, a popular Chinese auto blogger. Uh, that apparently has been right about other rumors about Tesla. So put some weight on it. But again, I would classify it as a rumor. And the rumor is that Tesla has already produced a first prototype for the $25,000 car. And um, and not only that, they are planning to have trial production by the end of this year. So trial production by the end of this year would put production early next year when BYD supplies the apparently apparently supplies the new cells. So some people are connecting the dots and everything and think that oh Tesla could use that technology in there. And uh, we know that uh, when when Tesla actually uh, confirmed the twenty five thousand um, dollar new new electric car at the end of the battery day presentation, Elon Musk said that the forty six eighty cells would enable the the new car like they they, they were linked together. Now that leads me to think that this this timeline of production starting early next year 
is a bit too aggressive. Like because Tesla would need to have volume production of those cells by that point, uh, and we know they, they they're not they're not achieving that right now. Just the last earning calls a few weeks ago, they said that they are not close to uh, achieving. Well, they're not close. There's still a work to do before achieving volume production at their Fremont power plant. And when they achieve that, they need to recreate that in higher volume at other factories. And um, so, and, and f- to achieve a $25,000 price point, they would need to vary that dialed in the new cells. Like the, 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 the battery cost improvements are extremely important. Uh, so I just don't see that happening by the, uh, by early next year, which is very like six months away. Um, but then, then the, the blade, if they use the bladed cells for BYD, that could be a possibility. But then things are, are again changed today. Uh, the same sources apparently are now saying that the Model Y would actually be the first car to use those cells. So this is actually out of the way too. So, uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still saying temper your, your expectation for that, 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 uh, $25,000 Model 3. Yeah. So I have, I have some feelings on this. Uh, yeah. I think, well, I think the, a car would do well in the U.S. Certainly would do well in Europe, but oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're going to make it in the U.S. Or I, it seems like they're not—they're not aiming to make it in the U.S. Um, but you know, there's not much room in Fremont for anything, and uh, you know, we're still starting up the uh, Texas thing, which is going to have uh, quite a bit of cyber trucks to build. So I don't know where you would even put it at this point. Um, so twenty five thousand dollars that seems great, but let's remember Tesla's history with pricing. Like the you know the original Model S was supposed to come in at forty nine thousand um, after a rebate, and there were a few made, and I actually got one of those. Mm-hmm. But um, you know they didn't ever ever really produce the forty uh, kilowatt hour battery pack. They just software limited to sixty kilowatt and sold that for sixty or seventy thousand. Then. Uh, they had a $35,000 Model 3 for about four days on the website, and then it became a uh, off-the-menu item. Yeah, and then and it went then, away with the new version. Then it went away. Um, and then, uh, but, you know, it, it's it's still a great deal for the Model 3, and I, I, I kind of understand uh, Tesla and Elon's rationale that, hey, for just a little bit more money, you get a much better car, and you should get the much better car. Um, there's also, like, the Cybertruck pricing, which... Like looking at it now, there's just no way they're going to hit that. You know, they look, they look ambitious to say the least. <laughs> ambitious, yeah. yeah that's that's a. Yeah. Um, well, again, they are based on new technology too. The Cybertruck is based on the structural battery pack too, the exoskeleton, and it looks like that's what they're talking about. They're they're, they're like they would use at least the structural battery pack technology for this new model, and then maybe the bladed cells or the forty six eighty cells. It's uh up in the air. Uh, I, I thought that the most likely option, since we know that Tesla has been working with CETL on the 4680 cells, I thought that we could see an LFP, like an iron-based chemistry in the 4680 cells built by CETL into that new model. But I don't see that cell being available in volume that you need to have it to achieve the 25000 price point by at least the end of next year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my, my big takeaway is there's a ton of caveats. And if you're in the U S you're probably not going to see this. I mean, would they import them from China? Like would Tesla import vehicles from China to the U S I, well, I think they could, especially if they do get it $7,500 on it still like that, that would be, uh, like just like the uh, bolt, uh, right. the same price as the bolt right. after the, after their full discount that the bolt will get. So it, w- it would be similar. 
Uh, one thing that I think is more likely out of the, all these these leak information and everything is uh, that they already have a prototype. Like that's that wouldn't be surprising, yeah. and uh, that we could see that prototype relatively soon by the end of the year, early next year, or something like that. That's that's not out of the ordinary. Like Tesla, uh, Tesla will uh, unveil a car and start taking reservation for it and everything. Uh, the reservation, like right now, obviously people I uh, I would I, I've lost like any kind of credibility. Like I think Tesla reservation, I've lost almost all credibility. Really, that it's not it's not really worth putting your money down on it. Like uh, maybe in China, maybe in China would be worth for it for this one. Like to to put your money down and get first in line because it's going to be kind of limited at first, I'm sure. But uh, like with with what the S reservation, not even reservation order, like they, those were actual orders, right? Uh, or going through what happened with Mall Y, Mall Three, that having reservation didn't have a major unpack on it. I'm like, you can you can keep your money. Of course, the Cybertruck they kind of went around that by just asking for a hundred bucks, which, like, if you can afford a new car that's forty to eighty thousand dollars, like putting a hundred bucks aside, it's not a big deal. Um, but still, like, it's um, not a lot of great uh, opportunity, I think. Not, not not as big as it used to be when uh, with the Model S, for example. What what was it for the Model S? Was it five thousand bucks? The what? Reserve a Model S back in the day before it launched. I think it was five thousand bucks. It was something like that. Yeah. And then you had the founders, uh, then the founders series, the signature series that was even higher than that. Sounds right. All right, going back into the Model S. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. It was. Sorry, a ten thousand dollar increase, but that was actually a five thousand dollars increase. And then uh, on uh, Wednesday, there was another five thousand dollar increase. So that's the ten thousand dollar increase total. Uh, now it starts at ninety thousand uh, dollars, which is obviously a big difference over what it was before the new version. It started at sixty nine four twenty. Uh, so we're talking about uh, twenty thousand dollar more here. It's a big difference. I think they just they feel like they can afford it. They probably have uh, like a, of course Elon has been talking about supply chains issue and everything, but obviously I think a ten thousand dollar difference is not just supply chain issues. They feel like they can uh, they can sell it for more. They're probably seeing strong demand for it. It looks cool. I get it. <laughs> it's a it's a good update on the interior of the MLS. Like if if I had that kind of money to spend on a car right now, uh, like eighty thousand dollars, no, now ninety thousand dollars, I would probably go with the with the all S. Do you think the price increase has anything to do with the likelihood of a uh, rebate? Federal tax. Some credit? people uh, said that uh, they, they imply that. Uh, uh, I I think if I remember correctly, the Clean Energy for America include. Sorry, <coughs> I have this smoothie that is like scratching my throat. Should get some water. <coughs> Sorry. Hopefully not COVID. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Um, yeah, it, it includes a price limit on the top price of the of the of the car. So, and I think it's eighty thousand dollars, which I thought was high in the first place. So, I, I don't think that would that would that would work. Uh, I don't think that's really related. And I, 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 honestly, I would hope that they would uh, they they would put a top price. I just don't want it to be too high. But uh, like something over over sixty thousand dollars, I have no problem with because if you're on the market for a sixty plus thousand dollar car, you're gonna have an electric option that is more compelling than the, any other option out there. I think that's not electric. 
And that's a problem. It's at the lower price that it's harder to be competitive right now for electric vehicle at the purchase price. When you include the uh, cost of operation, uh, electric is already a winner almost at every category where there is already a, a compelling option. Um, but um, but unfortunately, the average consumer has an issue getting over that sticker price thing. Uh, they, they just do like it's hard for people to just like do not that it's hard to do the math actually but to take the math into consideration when you actually have to shell out the money in the first place even if there's financing involved and everything it's just uh, it's a lot of money it's a lot more money oh yeah speaking of the financing on the on, the, on those deal with the infrastructure build so the actual we got the actual text earlier this week and it confirmed something that uh we thought was likely this whole uh, Tesla opening the supercharger move that uh, we've been hearing for years and years and years. And then Elon finally confirmed it's going to happen by the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> uh, we thought that it might have to do with that 70, uh, $7.5 billion in uh, EV uh, charging infrastructure that's part of the infrastructure bill that it might require you to be open to uh, other automakers and not just your home. And so when, when I finally got access to the text this week, uh, I quickly did a quick uh, control F search on it to, to see that. And for sure it was included in the, in, in the bill. It says, and I quote, have the ability to serve vehicle produced by more than one vehicle manufacturer. So this is actually quite a lax requirement because you just need more than one. And of course, Tesla right now is just one, but uh, of course we discussed, um, in the last few weeks, the way that Tesla plans to open the network is actually not necessarily with partnership with specific automakers. So they they won't necessarily uh, just go into the the j- just try to comply to the requirement, but just opening up to everyone through the app and through uh, North America. They're going to need um, an adapter. Yeah, which I can't wait to see, and I hope. Now we're going to see also another way around adapters so that the, the Tesla owners can go on the CCS the networks too, like this. This needs to happen, Tesla. You kind of yeah, especially with uh, the CCS combo starting to. I, I think I saw Electrify America is not going to make um, Chatamo uh, yeah, uh, going forward. So that's that's kind of a bummer, and perhaps why uh, Nissan slashed the price of their. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we can discuss that real quick. Like uh, the Nissan twenty twenty two. Pricing has been released, so the 2022 is, is coming into dealership in the in the coming months now, and it, it's priced at 27. Uh, do we put the chart? Yeah, the chart is right there. Of course, so that's still for the 40 kilowatt hour version. So it's not like the most appealing version, but still, uh, the, the the pricing starts at 27,400. So it's a big four thousand dollar price cut on it, and, and that's that's pre uh, incentive. So Nissan still has a few uh, access to a few federal tax credit. And of course, yeah, it's, that it's strange though. But they've been making EVs since like 2010. I, I think they're running <laughs> out though. They're yeah, they're gonna out, be but, close. but to be honest though, they're, the the Nissan Leaf cells in the US have been crashing too for for a long time. Right, like it's not it's not high volume. Like a, I think it peaked in 2015, I think, or something like that. So it's been uh, quite slow since. Uh, but this the 62 kilowatt hour version, the S Plus, which gave you a decent range. Uh, do we did we put it here somewhere? I think nope. it's like 262, I want to say. 
miles. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a decent range. Uh, it starts at thirty-two thousand four hundred instead of thirty-eight thousand dollars, so a five, almost six thousand dollar difference from what it was uh, last year. Huge cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you if you get a, a, an incentive on that, and of course Nissan goes it through the dealership system, so you all actually need to um, negotiate the final price with your local dealership, but. Uh, uh, generally speaking, this is, this, this is going to be the price that you're going to pay around it. Now, Lenny the Leaf is kind of the old technology for for Nissan. Like the uh, they are coming out with the Aria soon in the US, but uh, still a decent car. Like yeah, I've enjoyed my time with the Leaf. Yeah, same here. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask me like, "Well, you know, I, I don't want a Chevy Bolt because I'm worried about the fires." I'm like, "No, the fires are the old." Yeah. And they're like, "What else is there? I need something bigger." And I'm always like. You know, if you can't buy a Tesla or, you know, Mach-E or a um, Hyundai uh, Ionic 5, like the Bolt is still a solid option. A lot of happy Bolt owners driving the around. Leaf, the Leaf, the Leaf. What did I say? Oh, yeah. The Leaf. So the Bolt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 62 kilowatt hour battery, that's pretty solid for, yeah. uh, for you know. You, and you get two way you get bi-directional charging on it. Right. That's the other thing. Although I, I don't know if that's uh, certified yet. Yeah. Um, the other thing is um, the Leaf. So you know, the kind of our transition into this was that it's uh, Chatamo. Oh, yeah. uh, Chatamos are going to start to be harder and harder to find. Um, you know, for fast charging. Not that the Leaf is great at fast charging anyway, but um, <laughs> the new Leaf, uh, or th- sorry, the Aria is going to be uh, CCS combo, yeah. which was pretty much the death, the death now for uh, Chatamo. Yeah, Nissan was the last one holding on to the Chatamo standard. Yep. It's going away. All right. The last piece of news we're going to discuss is the, the Tesla AI uh, event, AID coming up uh, in a few weeks. Then we're going to jump into the comment section. So if you have a comment, a question for us, a, a subject you want us to discuss this week, uh, we're going to take uh, probably like uh, around 15 minutes uh, the, the question. So put them in the comment section right now and we can get to it in just a few seconds. So yeah, uh, the um, Tesla started basically sending out uh, invites for, for the Tesla day. But the day before they actually did, or like the, during the day, the picture here uh, leaked out here from uh, Dennis Hong, who's a, a professor at uh, the University of uh, UCLA. Uh, he's uh, the head of the robotic and mechaniz- mechanism. Yeah, mechanism laboratory, uh, nicknamed R- Romela, I guess that's how you pronounce it. And um, the guy is, is known for. Um, Competing in a bunch of robot challenges, and uh, he's one of the most famous roboticists out there for humanoid robots. That's an interest. That's always an interesting one. And uh, he also does work in um, autonomous driving. He wants he, he he or his, his team has won the DARPA challenge back in two thousand seven, I think. Early so early work in autonomous driving uh, vehicle. So he leaked this image here that's uh, actually an image of the dojo module. Like you, you see the dojo chip right here, uh, five by five. So 25 dojo chip in a, in a module system. So this would be kind of a, like one of the uh, modules that you would put in a rack. And then uh, the, the, one of those rack goes into one of those uh, supercomputer thingy here like that. And uh, put them all together and you get uh, one of the most powerful supercomputer in the world. So this is, this is just a teaser image, of course, that this is going to, release more information about it uh, on, on August 19 during the Tesla AI day. 
But uh, then what was interesting here is that Dennis here was asked from someone if uh, if it means that uh, his, uh, his lab is partnering with Tesla. And he said, can't say anything just yet. I think he deleted the tweet, too. If the tweet doesn't appear right now, it's, I think it's because, that, because he deleted it. So if you cannot say anything about when asked that question, it sounds like Tesla is going to have a partnership with his lab. No detail exactly on what that partnership is going to be, but I would assume that it could be something similar to the Tesla's partnership with the Jeff Don lab in uh, in Halifax, where uh, they, they finance uh, some of the research there by the, by the lab in, in terms of uh, battery research. And uh, they, uh, they, they own some of that research, which can be useful for Tesla and its own battery programs. And uh, it's also a great re- recruiting tool for Tesla. A lot of uh, a lot of former student of Jeff Don working in this lab ended up uh, grabbing some important position on Tesla's battery teams and materials teams. So we can see something similar here with the UCLA Robotics and Mechanism Laboratory. Mechanism Laboratory. It's a, I don't know, doesn't re- doesn't uh, sound right to me for some reason. Then the next day, uh, we actually saw the official uh, invite from Tesla for the battery day. And there was another thing uh, beyond the image that was interesting in the in the text for it. And uh, I'm going to read it to you. This invite-only event will feature a keynote by Elon, hardware and software demos from Tesla engineer, test rides in Model S Plaid, and more. Attendees will be among the first to see our latest developments in supercomputing and neural net training. So far, everything we expected from the Tesla the event. Then the last little teaser at the end is important here. They will also get an inside look at what's next for AI at Tesla beyond our vehicle fleet. So this is this is teasing products that would use Tesla AI's technology beyond vehicles. For now, most of Tesla's AI technology we know about is for the full self-driving program. Uh, so the supercomputing is to process all the video images that Tesla gets, and then the net uh, neural networks are, 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 are to train the Topilot to uh, computer vision system to detect what's happening in front of it, and then to react to uh, appropriately uh, to the driving situations. So that's been the, the core of it. Of course, Tesla also has been using some AI in the back end of his work uh, in, in manufacturing, for example. And I pulled an, exam- an example that I found on LinkedIn from Gavin Hall, who's a Tesla staff machine learning and control engineer um, with Tesla. And he explained, in, you can you can read, I'm not going to read the whole description here, but in his job description, he explained how Tesla is applying AI to manufacturing technology to improve their manufacturing processes. And we know that Elon has a, has a big uh, hard-on for manufacturing for years now. He's, uh, he, he, he sees Tesla as a manufacturing company more than anything else. <laughs> but um, yeah, there could be other things too. It can be, uh, we know the virtual power plant, uh, Tesla's autobiter uh, software. Those are things that uh, do use some neural network technology, some machine learning technology to optimize the use of the Tesla's uh, energy assets, both solar and uh, energy storage. So there could be something like that. But at the same time, it could be it could be something else too. Like the way they tease about it, there's going to be an inside look at it. So if there's an inside look, it might be something more exciting than that. Uh, we, we know that Tesla... Um, that's like to impress at those events. They, they it's going to be a recruiting tool at, at events, and we know that engineers they like they like to do work that they can see the application in the real world uh, quite fast, and that has been a big advantage for Tesla. Like 
you you go at a lot of those companies and uh, you you do some core engineering work and it takes years because before you see the result in the real world. In Tesla, you can push an update to the fleet and it's already up being applicable and 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 that's that's very much waiting for for engineers. Uh, so maybe we see something else. I uh, since, since we're talking about robots, we have uh, Dennis Hong knows for robots. Of course, he's no more for humanoid robots, which I don't really see Tesla like making like a, a robot butler for you. Like, but but uh, if we're talking about robots, there's a oh, it disappeared. Where did it go? Yeah, that's the problem with using GIF for the uh, using GIF for the main image. It was working earlier, though, right? I saw it for a second on the screen. Like now it's working. Now, oh. <laughs> okay. But I'm talking about the snake uh, robot charger that Tesla unveiled back in 2015. So the robot automatically detect where the charger here is and uh, the charge port is, I should say. And then you have the the robot snake that um, autonomously go and plug the car. Uh, if you remember, that was in 2015, and we've never seen it since. That's I weird because you'd think in six years they could make that for the home, you know, charge two thousand bucks for it. It would seem like a yeah. pretty good product. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people would buy it at two thousand bucks, but I feel like you're gonna you're gonna need a lower price for that. But it, it's especially useful for uh, superchargers, though. That's where it would make sense because you need an autonomous solution for that. If your car is autonomous and you need to, to charge it, just you can tell it go to the supercharger station, and unless you have a supercharger attendant that can plug it for you, you're gonna need an autonomous system like that. And uh, I think Tesla is more likely to use a solution like that than wireless charging because of the loss of power that you have from the efficiency of a wireless charger. But uh, last year, Elon actually was asked about the snake chargers and he said it's still in the work. So it's not gone yet. So we, we might see it. I'm not saying that we're going to see it on the 19, but it, it crossed my mind for some reason. All right. Should we jump into the comment section? Yep. Um, talking so much. I'm uh, going to get a drink. All right. So yeah. uh, this comment came in before we even started the show. So, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Root, incentivizing pro-labor practice is is a good thing. Tesla should unionize to represent the, their workers. All big tech should. FYI, I'm a Tesla supporter and owner. So there's, I think there's some absolute upsides to unions, but there's also some absolute big downsides. Mm-hmm. And the speed at which Tesla moves, um, it doesn't feel like, you know, going to the union and getting votes to do something different would really work well with Tesla's kind of move fast, make mistakes yeah. kind of situation. Well, um, what do you like think? I'm not, I'm not anti-union in any way, but when I look at what's happening with unions, the especially the UAW at um, the UWA United Auto, no UAWA UAW. uh, at uh, GM and Ford and all those places. Uh, I think I think there are issues when unions get too big, and uh, what I what I would like to see from Tesla, if if they so feel like it, is to create their own union workers at Fremont Factory, and uh, and they can address specifically issues that they feel that they have at the factory, and uh, and not not being part of UAW. I think uh, I, I think that's completely feasible. I think that would work better for both Tesla and for the workers there. I think that would be a better solution. Uh, but for some reason, like it's it's more like outsides effort from UAW to unionize Tesla's worker through the, the unions, which. Uh, yeah, and it feels uh, like the unions kind of do some, I, I don't want to say shady stuff, but it seems yeah. like the ways they, they get in are a little bit 
uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem great. Well, especially when they get that big and they, they become a political power, like their votes are very important, and then they influence the vote, the, the, the their union members to to vote for certain parties and certain people. Like this, this is not this is not a great relationship that you should have with your cool workers, like being part of a an organization like that. I feel like, but to have a collective bargaining power uh, against your employers directly, that that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, So, so yeah, I, I could, I could see, uh, and I, even, even now, I'm not even talking about like a broader Tesla worker union. I'm talking about like for a specific factory because the problems are different, like market to market. Like the Bay Area is, has its own crazy problem with inflation, prices of, uh, uh rent and things like that are, are, are crazy. Uh, like people in Nevada, for example, a Gigafactory in Nevada, they don't have those same problems. It's a lot cheaper to live there. Uh, but uh, and then you're talking about also like 10,000 workers per factory, so you, it wouldn't make sense to have a union there. And even that's the big union, I feel like. Like, and then you have the UAW. That's I don't know how many members they have, but I would assume it's in the hundreds of thousands. So Jed Anderson says, "True, Tesla will lose skilled laborers to union unionized card companies. Although I don't think there's many in California right now, unless they want to move." And that perpetuates lower build quality. Germany has strong unions, and they invest in worker skills and well-being. Yep, that's both sides of the uh, the coin there. Like unions are certainly better for things like that, uh, but they, I feel, um, if they get too strong, like you do, Fred, I think yeah. if they get too strong, they become more harmful than good. Power corrupts, right? All right, we got a, a Twitter uh, question. Oh, Our, Periscope. That's Periscope, yeah. I know. I think they're going to, I think StreamYard's eventually going to move us over to that new Twitter like voice thing. Okay. Anyway, uh, Biden support EV, but why Proterra did not increase? All right, not representing uh, Periscope very well there. Uh, Proterra is <laughs> a bus company. Um, I don't. I just don't think it was part of the the announcement. Not yeah, that the announcement was anything anyway. But not not yesterday. Not yesterday's announcement. Proteo would benefit from the infrastructure bill because there's a lot of money going to electric buses there. That's true. So once that infrastructure bill is actually passes, which it looks like it's going to happen soon, then Proteo would benefit. Would be able to apply from some of that funding, and uh, and they, they could benefit from that. But uh, yeah, I think that that's where Proterra is, uh, is more advantage. Yesterday's announcement had nothing to do with buses. By the way, Proterra, I don't know if we were talking about this, but Proterra has a neat uh, double-decker electric bus that would make it like a cool electric traveling van. So if anybody at Proterra is... Sponsor us, guys. Yeah, sponsor all we us. Want, all we want is a million-dollar bus. Yeah. Like, I we're I we're not asking for much. Right. And we'll, we'll drive that thing everywhere. No worries. <laughs> yeah, we can share like an electric yoga with... Well, the downstairs will be like a you know a press room. You can okay. you know hang out, talk to talk to us. Upstairs will be kind of like the the party area. It'll be great. Tweet tweet at Proterra people. Yeah, like, I'm sure somebody at Proterra is listening to this. So yeah, get get a hold of us. Like fifty thousand people listening to this. Yeah. All right. No car company, including Tesla, does great by their workers, union or not. Tesla with COVID and store closing, old companies by forcing factories because they can't sell the car. Closing company factories because they can't sell the cars. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate reality. Yeah, in a perfect world, like if your employers treat you perfectly, there's no reason to to, to, to unionize. But we know that's there's no such thing as a perfect world. Uh, I ordered a long range Model S on March 10th. Had the same zigzag experience as the letter signers. Plus, for three weeks, my delivery advisor has not responded to email calls. 
has a full voicemail inbox. Yeah, that, that's a frustrating part. The lack of communication is very frustrating. But you, I, uh, you can cut some slacks to your delivery advisor because I, I know it's not great not to respond, but they, they're probably like, your delivery advisor is probably sitting there like, I don't have anything to say to him. I don't know what to say to him. I don't have any information. And he's like panicking about that stuff. So I know it's not an ideal situation. You're, you're spending a lot of money on that car and everything, and you want to have some communication. But I think the the, the problem runs deeper than the than, than that at Tesla. So cut, cut your cut your frontline workers some slack if you if you can. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex Safini. I'm not really bothered by this, and I think we're referring to the uh, the Biden thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, this seems more like this was about getting the legacy automakers to commit to EVs. Tesla is already 100, percent like yeah. you guys pointed out. Yeah, when you when you do some deep thinking, which unfortunately isn't uh, the, isn't the main thing on Twitter. It's not the main it's thing not, on it's not Twitter. The right, the right place for your for for, for, deep, for thinking and deep thinking. There's yeah. a lot of Tesla. Tesla, I call it the Tesla Twitter because the, since Elon Musk, uh, like that's his main form of communication. A lot of uh, Tesla community lives on Twitter. All right, Johan uh, Anderson. Unions are good and needed thing with most companies. With Tesla, I think it would be just an inefficient component, slowing down the mission. I think we're kind of in agreement there. Do you have a good guess? Not sources. As what's wrong? Battery fires, sloppy workmanship. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about here. Yeah, probably the mall S thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, some people are speculating about the fire, but here's the thing: they still delivering cars, so just just a, a lot of people are are just not getting them. I, I unfortunately, I think the thing about the pricing thing might might be more likely than than anything else, which is crazy to think. But I, I don't have any other guesses, unfortunately. Yeah, there something been, is wrong though. Something wrong is happening. Like, they, or they, they, this has been the issues with the production for sure. So um, maybe the assumption is that Tesla will be able to fix it via software update. So they're just sending out the hardware now. Well, that know. would put a containment hold on the car, which we t- the, it, it looked like there was at one point, but there wasn't. Uh, there was one on the Model Three and, and Model Y uh, a few months ago, but that was for the uh, radar thing mm. thing. But uh, there's no official. There wasn't a f- no official containment hold on the Model S, so it's, it doesn't look like it's it maybe a quality problem with with the production, but not like a, a supply, like a part that's not available or something. All right, there are a lot of companies making ice car parts with no unions. Probably hundreds of smaller companies all over the world. GM, Ford, just assemble them. Yeah, it's a very decentralized uh, system for sure. Uh, don't know the context there. Oh, that's when I said about politicians, look at what they're doing, not what they're, they're saying. And right. He says that apply that to all relationships. But it's true. What you're saying doesn't matter as much as what you're doing. Right. Pablo Collins would love to see a competition of Tesla factory total compensation, including Tesla stock options compared to UAW worker compensation. My guess is that Tesla total comp blows UAW out of the water. They're well, a big factor is uh, they're also in Fremont, California, which is quite expensive Bay Area. So... Like you can't live in the Bay Area without like a twenty. Yeah, you can have the lowest uh, entry level job at a factory in Detroit and own a home, basically, uh, versus uh, versus uh, in the Bay Area. Yeah, and the stock compensation thing—you have a point for sure, and that's well, that's an argument that Tesla has been using for years. But depending on how the stock is doing. Uh, last year or so has been trading uh, trading sideways, which uh, hasn't been great for that for for stock, Tesla stock options. All right. 
lot of union talk. Uh, Jonathan Roots back. It's about time labor unions had a voice over the corporate lobbying interest. Tesla's mission should also be to democratize the workplace. I don't see that happening. I think yeah. uh, as far That's as the workplace, mean. the workplace is concerned, it's a theocracy almost. Yeah. Also, unions are also doing lobbying. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, guesses are not evidence. All right. The government is a absolute joke. If you want to change, just embrace the free market in Tesla. All right. We got the uh, fan yeah. here. The free market are an illusion. Trickle down has failed. Okay, All right. To the deep, uh, yeah, we the might economics need, and need political to move now. along to the beyond the unions. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> old topic. All right, here we go. Yeah. Good, good to know. Uh, but I can't recall analysis here. After the fatal crash in Texas in April, there was talk about inescapability from the back of the three in the Y in the event of a power loss. Am I crazy to worry about it? Well, I mean, like, there's a couple. Uh, solutions here like if you're in a model y you can go in the back and you know open that up you can also go to the front and open those up um but you know it's it's definitely not as safe as a car that has manual uh door handles on both sides what do you think i mean there they are manual release on the on, on every doors really uh it's just so yeah it's maybe not the, the, the your first reaction to go for them but uh, I is there a manual I, release on the rear doors? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I thought that's what he was implying. I I couldn't even remember. I think there's on every doors. I mean, it's always an, an issue. Like when I have new people in my car and they 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 pull uh, they pull on the on the manual release instead of the electrical one. I'm like, yeah, you're still doing that. Oh, we've got quite a bit of comments mm-hmm. here. All right, yeah. let me let me try to find some good ones. I think there's some back and forth. Yeah, there are some back and forth. We should maybe like request that people put like questions and like uh, yeah the, uh, first before they they put a thing so that we can like start with those instead of. Uh, I'll start reading ahead after I read one. Yeah. All right. Anyone know the cost to replace the batteries for the twenty five thousand uh, <laughs> dollar? I don't think that's that knows that knows that yet. I don't. And what and what's the range? So the range is going to be what two two fifty or something? Mm, over two hundred. Maybe not 250. Fred is spot on. You you skipped that one. Like uh, I, I, okay. want, I want all the comments that uh, congratulate me. Like I need the I need the, the approval from people. Uh, all right. On Regarding Biden EV announcement and Elon muted response. This was political event to enlist unions and blue collar workers in a green and progressive agenda. Hey, yeah. this guy's yeah. smart. McKee? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why people don't see it like that and they saw like oh this is like just a slight at Elon and Tesla. I'm like. This was not my first reaction to it at all. Also, another pronunciation has gotten better. Wow, please, man, keep, keep those compliments coming, guys. Like I need those. You're going into the weekend looking pretty good here. All right, uh, curious if Fred or Seth saw the Cadillac is presenting its 2022 Blackwing models as their last hurrah for ICE vehicles because all their high performance cars will now be electric. I think they. I think yeah, Cadillac we had, on that at some point, right? Didn't we like, like say that they they, they stopped? On Vling, a new ice. Uh, yeah, they said Cadillac has announced their last ice vehicle, new ice vehicle. But if the question is if we have seen the last of them, like we we don't pay a lot of attention when there's a new launch of this ice car. We yeah, just, uh, almost no attention. So we yeah, can focus yeah. more on the EVs. I think I feel like that gives us an advantage. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Tesla has numerous active lobbyists. I think there was a question if Tesla is lobbying. Well, not just uh, in the U.S. too. They even have lobbyists here in Quebec, or at least they had when they were negotiating the the new incentive. All right, Green Gold representing the Tesla fans. GM and Ford are slowly dying, while Tesla is rising. And most American-made vehicles are Tesla vehicles. The big three are sellouts. All right, capitalist world—they're doing everything they can for the shareholders. You can like it or not, but uh, that's the way it works. So we need to convince them other ways to move forward with electric vehicles. I'm just trying to be realistic with this whole thing. That's what—that's what I'm trying to do here, and that's why I choose my battles. Like I'm not going to get mad at Biden where he's, he's unlocking billions and billions of dollars for electric vehicles just because he didn't give a thumbs up to Tesla in an event that didn't have much to do with Tesla, to be honest. All right, here's an interesting data point. Uh, JH98134 says, I spoke to Tesla delivery advisor. They say they got a lot of Model S's in June, six, July, zero. So six doesn't sound like a lot, but yeah, zero. Maybe for, for a small delivery center or something like that. But Also, June is when they started the delivery. So Right. Uh, the global automotive industry is quickly adapting to the creative destruction of EVs. Huh. If one really believes in the free market, then we know adoption will only accelerate. All right. I don't know if destruction is what you want to say. Or? Perhaps that was the wrong word. Uh, do you anticipate the $10,000 EV incentive will be retroactive? That's a great question. Yes, it uh, is. Do you, so you anticipate it will be? That's uh, no, uh, that's a great question. Like uh, uh, from from the outline of the, the bill that it released, the Clean Energy for America bills, there was no mention of that. Uh, I, and I, I think, like that, for some reason, like Tesla, like Tesla and GM would be the most affected by that. GM has its own problem, though, because you know they're only selling the Bolt right now, and the Bolt is obviously in a, quite a hot water right now. So it's mainly Tesla that would be affected by it. But U.S. sales have been better than ever for Tesla, so the, it looks like they're selling through this. I don't know if people are assuming that there's going to be a, it's going to be retroactive, but when you release like a hotline of a bill like that, I feel like you, you have to let us know. Uh, and, right, because people are going to wait. Yeah, people are going to wait. So if they don't let us know, does it mean that it's because it's not going to be like that's that was my fear. Like if it would be, they will let us know, and then everyone can can sleep uh, okay, think, knowing that okay, if even if I take delivery this year, it's going to be retroactive from for the year. But uh, the fact that he didn't say anything, it got me a little bit worried. But at the same time, if people are still willing to buy it without the subsidy, then like more power to them. All right, so uh, moving down, uh, Jed Anderson, Fred and Seth, did you report on Stellantis' announcement of Chrysler crossover EV in mid-July? They're supposedly working with Foxon. So, well, we did report on the, the big Stellantis announcement about all their EVs. Uh, yeah, they had ten different things. Yeah, coming. I don't remember one that's with Foxconn though. Did we? I feel like uh, oh, maybe Scooter reported on that. We got that one, and I don't. That's why I don't remember. But yeah. Uh, you know, those those are quite a bit of ways off. So uh, we're, we're no still... Foxconn EV. That's uh, that's Fisker that I'm thinking of. No, yeah, I mean that Foxconn's doing a lot of auto okay. stuff now. So I know they're they're working on the plant in Wisconsin, an EV plant in Wisconsin. But I think we mostly reported on a yeah, they're working with uh, Fisker. All right, we have a lot of yeah. back and forth going here. 
Uh, yes, the UAW would have killed Tesla a long time ago if they were allowed the unions in. So Jed and Jonathan, you're wrong. I'm not against unions. Eh, you sound a little bit against unions, <laughs> but I'm against crooks like managers that run the UAW. Okay. Uh, the whole Biden thing was at least good for the news cycle. I appreciate your attempt to be neutral. I think there are valid points on both sides. Social media amplifies drama. That's true, though. First, certainly yeah. the amplifies drama. That's true. Like, yeah. I feel like if it wasn't from Twitter, like this would have blown over pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Europe is probably where the $25,000 small car will first show up. Norway and other European nations are planning on rolling out their useful tariffs on EVs over a certain price in the next few years. Well, the first place after China, obviously. Yeah. China's number one. Uh, tax credit would be zero by 2024 if they imported it from China. I don't know if that's true. Uh, they've been spared the 150% taxes applied to normal cars up to now. I think he's talking about Chinese cars, right? Yeah. All right. I'm going to work my way back from the end because there's just too much noise in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have some very active people in the comments. We, we appreciate it. It's just that it's making our, our job. Yeah. If you, could, if you could just make it like, hey, I have a question. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah questions good. in all caps. Here, here we yeah. go. Look, here's a Questions in all caps, discussions in lowercase. There you go, yeah. Dan. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be the game. I'm gonna announce it next episode before before we go. That would be a that would be probably better. I'm trying to all see right. if there's any good ones, but uh, I think we're already an hour twelve in. Yeah, I think we'll end it there. All right. Well, I appreciate a lot of the conversation today. Like this uh, it was obviously a very active show. Hands are Friday. We always ask you, if you're still listening right now to the show, uh, I love you very much. Know that that means you're a hardcore EV fan, you're a hardcore electric fan, and I appreciate it. And um, let's get better, people. Just it's, let's let's focus on the mission. Let's uh, let's leave the noise behind. It's all love, and we're gonna see you the same times next week. Ciao.